Hi, I'm Alan Altman. And I'm Dave Juskow. And this is Billy Joel A to Z. everybody and welcome to billy joel a to z today we have the honor of having two very distinguished guests that we wanted to have back to talk about our favorite topic sammy davis nope that's my other podcast i'm sorry billy joel so uh, please welcome author of the book instant the story of polaroid and senior editor of new york magazine and someone who spent three months of his life living and breathing billy joel only to have it haunt him some six years later by two idiots who are doing an alphabetical <laughs> podcast of a guy that hasn't written a new song in 40 years. Christopher Bonanos, everybody. Welcome back, <laughs> Christopher. Thank you. It's all true. <laughs> I know it is. That's the really messed up part. <laughs> and the executive producer of Family Guy and co-writer of, as he already knows, my favorite film, Ted and Ted 2, let alone his new podcast entitled A Typical Disgusting Display, our friend, Alex Sulkin, everybody. Hello, hey, Alex. Thank you. Thanks for having me back. Yes, Thank of you. course. Well, you know, you are a super fan. Like, well, I'm yeah. a tepid one, but Elon, I think, is a super fan. I know. I keep hearing you interject <laughs> like, oh, I had never heard that song. I'm like, what are you doing on this podcast? Why I are you doing it? should <laughs> not have a... The only reason the podcast is working now is because of those reaction videos on YouTube that I've yeah. become one of those children <laughs> now, like that one we saw with the guy with Piano Man. Now mm. I'm that person. I just heard James for the first time a week ago, two weeks ago. What's the matter with me? I don't know. He doesn't even know that Street Life Serenade is a Billy Joel album. Oh, (laughs) because we haven't done one of those songs yet. We we just have. I knew it was an album. I just don't think I've heard. You know, Street Life Serenade is one of my favorite Billy Joel. Never heard that song. It's a great song. Isn't that weird? Also, I I I read. I read James as a diss track. I don't know if anyone else does. It feels like oh, a diss track. He's he's coming for James. He says like, yeah, you know, do you like your life? Are you happy with what you did? Because I went on the road and you became whatever you became. That yeah, is a, it's a it's a how do you like them apples moment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the way I felt about it too. I thought it was like kind of like pretty uncool if somebody be like, hey, I really made it. It's awesome. What are you doing? I think that guy who it was about, though, if we got it right, is a doctor. So I guess he did all right. Did all right. No Billy Joel. Christopher, did you ever find in your rankings, you said you didn't know who it was about yet. Did you ever? I didn't. I found out later. Yeah. It's in that uh, that good Fred Troyer um, biography that came out a few years ago. Yeah. I mean, apparently it's about a guy that was in his old band, but he says it's about a bunch of people, but we know damn well who it's supposed to be. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, I don't even know whether you heard, but this the guy who it's supposed to be or he thinks it's about does a classical guitar version of James. And he's just absolutely awful. <laughs> it's available on YouTube. A wonderful tribute. Just sad. Yeah, <laughs> I'm waiting for his Billy Joel podcast. Yeah, <laughs> you're going to have on. one. <laughs> could have had him on for the J episode. <laughs> After Dave ripped him, he will never come on. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. Did you guys both? I don't remember whether we asked. I know you didn't rank it, Chris, but uh, Alec, I can't. I feel like you didn't hear it. Christmas in Fallujah. Did either of you ever heard that song? You you told me about it. I, I feel like last it. time I was on. Yeah. And Christopher, did you ever hear? I know you didn't rank it, which you shouldn't have. But did you ever hear it? Um, I did. Uh, I, I think when you guys brought it up, I think I uh, 
went and tracked it down and listened to it. Because we we would love to have that guy on our show, but we were so mean to him that I'm pretty sure he wouldn't come on. (laughs) (laughs) We just can't figure out how you get chosen by Billy Joel, how you become the chosen one to sing. Uh, A guy hasn't written a song at that time in 2007 for, I don't know, 30 years, and he chooses you, and then you don't put out a follow-up album of your own. I it's bothering me obviously to this day i gotta relax yeah. let's let's say 15 years not 30 was it was oh yeah my math was really really bad yeah <laughs> so it'd be from 94 to 2007 that's yeah. only 15 damn it all right i got it all messed up i don't know why. Well, anyway, i think we've talked about christmas in fallujah enough we always bring it up it makes you angry no one cares for the song it's one of my buttons <laughs> be like you know i'm feeling very calm with myself i've been in therapy <laughs> like i'm very i think that we're done it's like so you're still not bothered by christmas in Fallujah? if that kid thanks for a second <laughs> it just triggers me <laughs> yeah thank you for coming on i know alec you hadn't seen christopher's list before we just gave everybody the a through j's yes to, uh you know we we love chris as you know doing your rankings we get excited about it ilan always tries to guess every week and some of them are so out there, <laughs> like especially we we talked about at the very beginning when we met you, uh, an innocent man being number five. That was a shocker for me. What about you, Alan? I, I think that's a great song. You know, when I finally figured out the rankings and was able to look <laughs> at it again and I saw that as five, uh, you know, I think I had your reaction, Dave, like at first where I was like, ooh, pearl clutching. But <laughs> but then when I thought about it, I'm like, it's a it's a great that is a great song by the way not my favorite a because i have a, a i love allentown i've just always loved that song but an innocent man it i you could easily make a case for that being like in his top five or ten i think not for me personally yeah well don't you don't know half his songs how do you know <laughs> you know what completely <laughs> right i shouldn't even have a say this is ridiculous <laughs> But yeah, that's what, what was the one uh, Do you ranked? I did you? Oh, no, you didn't rank Josephine either. We just did Josephine it was an unreleased track. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, but you did rank Elvis Presley Boulevard and the House of Blue Light. That's right. right. And correctly, uh, they were all awful. <laughs> but did you ever hear the what were you gonna say, Chris? I'm sorry. No, no I was just gonna say Go ahead, uh, Go ahead, Elvis Chris, Presley sorry. Boulevard. I don't think it's awful. Yeah, you gave it forty nine. That's that's yeah, not a bad rank. You know, it's in the it's in the middle somewhere. I I just thought uh, when I remember I, that was one of the only songs I didn't know well when I started doing this project. So I listened to it a whole bunch of times, and you know, it didn't wear out of its welcome so fast, which I thought was telling. And uh, and it's catchy, and you get points for catching. See, for me, and I don't know whether you guys know. I mean, obviously, Alan knows that uh, song. There is a demo of that song that became Elvis Presley Boulevard, which I've actually put in on my Hidden Gems Spotify list of these new ones I'm discovering, like Ain't No Crime and James. Sorry. Uh, (laughs) It's called The End of the World, and it's better than Elvis Presley Boulevard. And I put that on the in my, you know, just there's like eight songs that I'm like, really like this is the list I'm making. It's called The End of the World. It's on the My Lives compilation. It's terrific. Is it is it verboten to ask Christopher what his top five Billy Joel songs are? Or do you want to you want to wait? No. To get yeah, here out? here's the issue, right? Yeah, <laughs> um, there, Elon has deliberately not spent any time with the list. Got it. So that as each episode comes up, 
he Hope. can be surprised by it and react to it. Yeah, right. hopefully okay, you guys will be available at this. So we don't want to spoil it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sequestered. Right. Okay. But, you know, so every episode, I guess, and I've actually guessed a couple of them exactly right, Christopher. Really? So I feel I always yeah. feel good about that. I feel like I'm honing in now on like what it takes, where you rank some of these songs. Although some of them are definitely like big surprises for me. Mm-hmm. No, but you're um, getting I, my I mean, you head. put House of Blue Light mm-hmm. at 102, which I think is actually too high. Actually, I don't think I know that one. It's the, the B-side off We Didn't Start the Fire. Oh, yeah, it's not on an album. Boy, if you if you needed a, a harder disc than that, you tried to start the fire. Yeah, that's not a, that's not a good sign. No, and it's Ooh. not very good. So, how about how about can how about I? You don't have to answer, but I'd like to guess what I think his top four are. Mm. Okay, take right. a look um, at it. Well, I'm going to say Piano Man just has to be up there. Um, I think probably Moving Out would be in the top four. I think I'm going to go bold and say, I think Miami 2017 is going to be in there. Cause I think I get that vibe from you. And uh, then, you know, I don't know, pick them mystery, mystery guests. Well, you know, that's the thing we were talking about the other day, Alan and I on the podcast, what, what was the song we were doing? I guess it was just the way you are now. Yeah. Chris ranked it at seven, which makes a lot of sense. But the question is, is the ranking what Christopher Bonanno's likes or is the ranking what where you feel a song that kind of started his entire career should be? Um, well, it's my taste and I'm the emperor right. of this list. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, so uh, all those things are exactly the same. So you really like run through me. So you like just the way you are that much. I do. I do. That's there are point. there are. I will say some of my taste is probably formed by the the um, the arc of his career, if you like, and the way I encountered the songs in becoming a fan. You know, like I am probably mildly biased in favor of the songs on the Stranger, which is sort of where I came into this party. You know, yeah, uh, yeah. so you know, it, I I admit that it's one person's taste. Uh, your mileage may vary, even if it's incorrect, and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but yes, I did take into consideration like sort of how a song figures in the Joel canon, if what it yeah. potentially right. Like for example, you put Captain Jack at twenty five, and I think we thought that's because of the importance. It was like really the first breakthrough song he had, and he might have other songs we like better, but it's got to go pretty high because of just how important that song is. Yeah, and doing the research in the sense of how it shaped his career because of that live radio performance he did and then you know getting the contract from that song that's why we thought maybe that's why you put it but this is clearly just from well i guess like you say it's a little bit of both mm-hmm. i mean alec where would you put just the way you are i think just the way you are is for sure in his top 10 i think it's a great great song and I, and as you pointed out with on instagram which i had already heard it's the song that paul mccartney said that he wish he wrote right yep and that's, I mean, there's no higher praise than that. So no, there is not, especially when we know for sure that that is him and John Lennon were Billy's heroes. Yeah. Yeah. That's of course. And yeah. So I, I think just the way you are is a, is a lovely, wonderful love song. I think for me, I a little bit overplayed off after all these years. And that's why I maybe was like, I don't know whether I'd put it at this high. Now that I've reheard it doing the podcast, I kind of like it a little more, but it also, takes me back to a place when that song first came out that I wasn't a happy 
junior high kid, you know, like uh, I, I didn't like that song it was a little depressing. And, you know, maybe I liked some girl or whatever. And it made me think of her. I, I don't know. You know, that's the problem with, you know, the taste yeah. and, and, and how you go through phases. And what we found with all the people we um, talked to, especially musicians, where they're like, well, my favorite song today is yeah. this. But maybe five years ago, it was something else. I don't I don't get for the overplayed thing never bothers me. Like people say that, uh, you know, about Piano Man, obviously, and 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 a few of, of Billy Joel's songs that get uh, you know, Uptown Girl gets played a lot. Like the, being overplayed to me is the uh, another supreme compliment. It's like, here's a song that just like we can put this on the radio at any time of any day. And it's totally like to go out of Billy Joel, like uh, the Hotel California is always plays on the radio. I love that song. I never turn it off. I always turn it up. I love, I, I love it. And I, I just think that if something's overplayed, it's not, that doesn't affect my enjoyment of the song. I, I can't agree more. I, I've always thought that too. I, there are songs you, you, even if something is overplayed and it weighs out, it wears out its welcome with you. That's your problem. That's not the song's problem. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you're right. I, I, you know, that's a me problem. A Dave Jessica problem <laughs> yeah. who doesn't want to hear Piano Man anymore. Meanwhile, I was just telling Alan in a, an earlier episode how I didn't. My cousins invited me to see Billy Joel, the comeback one in November. They got an extra ticket, and I couldn't go because I was I had a function with, uh, as you guys will appreciate, Larry Dallas from uh, Three's Company. I wish I was kidding, but um, <laughs> yeah, I had to choose. Uh, <laughs> so um, I went to meet them at a bar after right by Madison Square Garden, and they were playing like four Billy Joel songs in a row because they know their crowd that's coming in after the garden. And of course, they put on Piano Man and we're all singing it and having the best time. And that's yeah. where it completely works, especially as a bar song. Mm-hmm. And there's a bunch of drunk people singing like a, like a Bugs Bunny, like how dry I am, you know, like one of those <laughs> they used to do. And it, it works in that level every single time. You're absolutely right. Yeah. But Elon, weren't you going to say, didn't you have a, a question about one of the songs in particular or was it? Oh, so, okay. So something that we were talking about, some of the songs that Dave liked the best, Get It Right the First Time, Half a Mile Away. There's some debate. Are these songs disco songs? I say yes. I think a lot of people say there's definitely disco elements. Dave refuses to believe that he could like a disco song. So he just puts his shutters on. Well, it's not that. I just don't think they are disco songs. I think they are disco songs. Do you Get guys think Half a Mile Away is a disco is a song? Disco song? It, it, get get it right the first time ha- is kind of an upbeat, but I would I would never think of it as a disco song. Um, Elon, <laughs> I, half I a mile away. Okay, sounds like "Never Can Say Goodbye" by Donna yeah, Summer. A little bit, but it doesn't Still. have the dance beat. That's I mean, what that's I say. The, that's that's I think the fundamental crazy... quality of disco is the is the like funk dance beat under it. You know, and it and it uh, I don't hear it at all. I love half a mile away. It's um, my new favorite. Uh, <laughs> Very punchy record. <laughs> Gary Goldman, we had on, and he had gone to his. Uh, what's the place where the Red Sox play? Alec? Oh my God, a uh, Fenway. Sorry, <laughs> he, he went to the. Sorry, <laughs> that's disrespectful. <laughs> he went to the Fenway Park show, which was before the Madison Square Garden one. You know, recently said he played half a mile away. Uh, wow. which I don't think that's something he plays very often. It was, well, I, if, you, if they're all in the park and he's half a mile away, what good is that? <laughs> they're describing his seats. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think he got the good. I think he has the same manager as Billy Joel. So he got the good seats. 
Nice. <laughs> Which is pretty sweet magic. I haven't gone. To that I was going to say, you know, talking about songs that Billy Joel doesn't play live a lot. We've gone through every single episode. We talk about the live stats, like how often has he played these songs? And there's a few songs that we think are like some of his best that he just never plays. I'm going to name these five songs. You guys let, let us know which one, if you could pick any of these songs that you could hear Billy Joel play live, which would it be? Okay. So these are songs that he has probably never played in the last 40 years or never played ever. Okay. One of them is James. I don't want to be alone. Got to begin again. Get it right the first time. And easy money. <laughs> How dare you put easy money on this? <laughs> Can you imagine him starting a concert with easy money? That would really, that's, that's exciting. Okay. You know, I, I, I wouldn't recommend it. At the same time, it would get the room going like nothing else. It's super energetic. Yep. It's sort of, you know, it'll make everybody laugh. It'll right. loosen people up like crazy because they think of Ronnie Dangerfield, you know, mugging the entire time. Right. What he should do is start and just start saying, Hello, everybody. Welcome to the garden. We're all going to get laid and then go into it. <laughs> what a night. <laughs> so what? So let's dance. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think of those. I, I would love to hear him play Get It Right the first time in concert. I think James would be a little bit of a downer in concert, but yes, yeah. Get It Right the first time. is It's a nice song. You know that you can tuck that in there like song, you know, two or four. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say with your with your list, I liked the first three, but now Alec brings up a really good point that James might not be great live. It might not work at the garden because I guess I was thinking this is what I'd like to hear, but it might not work that way. But the first three, I would be all in. And although the Christopher answer. says about easy money opening, I mean, that would be unbelievable <laughs> if you did it that way. James is a coffeehouse song. Yeah. But in a 20,000 seat arena, I'm not sure. Well, that's why we had a conversation about how you start the second side, why James is the beginning of the second side. I mean, we're talking old school vinyl, uh, why they would put such a song like that, you know, to open the second side of a song that I think later has Miami 2017 and and Angry Young Man. Angry yeah, Young the, second the second side of Turnstiles is really exciting and it starts off with a pretty mellow song. Yeah, I was just wondering what you and, and meanwhile, we've heard that in London, we just one of our listeners said that. In London, it was released as the second song on the first side. They changed really? it. Yeah. Hmm. That's crazy. That's I mean, at a different time, too. You sequenced albums a little more quietly in that era, arguably. At least he did. It well, it's just, he, was so, he was so adamant about, you know, after that, I guess around uh, certainly the Nylon Curtains, making sure his last songs might be the last songs he ever does in case he retires or dies. That's why it's kind of funny that it seems like he was all in on how to place the songs and to open the second side. Like that's just odd choice. Turnstiles as a whole doesn't rock out. It's a pretty mellow record to begin with. Right. Yeah. But then it gets epic later with angry young man in 2017, I think, you know, yeah, I guess, but even like even angry young man though, it's, you know, it's, it's a pretty high energy song. Um, that's what he usually opens a lot of the concerts with. Right. Yeah. But it doesn't, it doesn't, um, you know, it's not super loud. Nothing on that album really is. There's no, there's no like hard rock out moment on that album. Well, they say that all you want to do is dance is a precursor to punk music. What the hell are you no, talking okay. about? <laughs> okay, thank God. <laughs> Come on. I'm going the opposite direction there. <laughs> uh, I just want to say one thing before we uh, have some fun and just go through the, the letters for a second. We, you know, we just did Keeping the Faith. 
And I don't know when the last time you guys saw the music video for it. Uh, and Alec, you'll appreciate this. And I don't know, Chris, again, when you saw it, but it opens with Richard Pryor in the music video. And he says nothing. He says, hold the paper. You don't even recognize him if you go too fast. And it ends with giving Joe Piscopo the end all treatment of greatness where you we don't know who this person is yet. And then they roll up and it's him and he gives a wink to the camera. And you're like, but you had Richard Pryor doing nothing. <laughs> and we are confused by the video. <laughs> I probably last saw this in, you know, 1989. Me too. That's why it was fun to watch again. It was very uh, is the uh, keeping the, It is, sounds like a giant mistake, I must say. <laughs> now it's in your description. Know um, your timeline. I'll reserve judgment until, you know. Well, I it's actually, funny. Just like even in 1985 or whenever that was where you're just like, you know, you know, think ahead, you know, like, and, uh, and you're, you're a forward thinker. Be like, I, this Joe Piscopo is going to be around forever. Which one of these two gentlemen is an actual American genius artist? <laughs> or Piscopo? <laughs> exactly. That's why it's like, uh, even in 85, we're pretty sure Richard Pryor was going to be a staple in uh, the world of comedy. So it's very had odd. Had he done Superman 3 yet? Yeah, yes. yes. <laughs> so he was, he was riding high. <laughs> we, we, we know our Superman timeline. Yeah, But by the way, was, was that Keeping the Faith video the one in the courtroom? Yes. Yeah, yeah, because I'll never forget that judge was from Holmes 80s, and Yo-Yo. Yeah, that eighties like <laughs> commercial actor who was always like the angry dad. Yeah, yeah, from he was in Holmes and Yo-Yo, the TV show on ABC. Remember with John Shuck? I, as the, I was. I I am shocked that anybody besides me remembers watching Holmes and Yo-Yo, a one season sitcom yeah. about two cops, one of whom turns out to be a robot. <laughs> Alec, I can't believe you don't know. <laughs> I don't, Yo-Yo I don't, the Robot is played by John Shuck. Is that who we're talking about? Yep, John Shuck. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's he's a great character actor. He's in a million things over the years. Deserved a much better... Uh, well, he had a nice career. I shouldn't knock his career. But he, he, he deserved to be more famous than he was. He was a sort of great character actor. He played a lot of heavies. He played a lot of... He also uh, played uh, Klingon, right? In uh, Star Trek a couple times. I forgot about that. Yes, yes, yes. Right. Because uh, I remember my friend Lawrence and I were laughing so hard because it's, hey, it's Yo-Yo. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, he was also, but, I think, I, I don't know if he was the original, but he was one of the first Daddy Warbucks in Annie. I don't I'm think he was not the original, but you're right. He did end up going to Broadway. Yeah, he did it all. He was a character actor, just like you said. Yeah. He's a perfect. He's a Mary Tyler Moore episode where he plays yeah. an ex-football player. He was in the original MASH movie where he thinks yeah, he's gay as a dentist, yeah. right? Right. Yeah, he's going to kill himself, right? Yeah, because he couldn't get uh, he couldn't get erect. Uh, <laughs> a really interesting topic. <laughs> <I guess. laughs> yeah, that's where they sing the song "Suicide Is Painless," where they're having a little mock funeral for him. Yep, he'd been around a long time, but yeah, he was. Uh, but uh, Holmes and Yo-Yo, though, there was the Holmes that was the judge in the, uh, <laughs> in the keeping the faith. Let alone the when Christy Brinkley wears that um, the red hair when every girl was talking about that while we were in college. Oh my God, she's a redhead. That was a big deal. Uh, I can see you guys are very excited about it. So uh, <laughs> let's. Uh, <laughs> we got on a little bit of a tangent here. Why don't we um, move on? And uh, we, you know, you guys got the listing of Christopher's uh, rankings. But um, I mean, Alec, is there anything that you saw because you hadn't seen them like we did that popped out at you that you'd like to discuss? <laughs> you mean in terms of like where it's ranked? Yeah, I don't think well, Christopher I mean, minds. We did. We just <laughs> got the uh, assignment of. Uh, uh, well, first of all, I think a matter of trust should be higher. I mean, right away, uh, I even even if just for the count off at the beginning, which I find <laughs> like so satisfying, 
but you know, I, I, I generally agreed with most of these. And of course you're seeing them without the other letters in there. So it's a little bit of like, well, he also, and he also, Chris writes, I mean, the unbelievable work that it went into is he also writes these little blurbs about each one. If you go to his 2015 article, and I believe that you put in a matter of trust that about how great the count off is, <laughs> I believe you put it in there. <laughs> well, there we go. We agree on that. Yeah. Um, I also I, I I may have put big shot a little higher, but I, w- I will say with the full disclosure that I think it's a I, that song makes me laugh. But I, I do like it. But there's something about when he sort of breaks down into the talking of like, you know, you had to be a big shot. <laughs> that is exactly you what basically you basically dictated the thing I wrote about. That's it. the blur Christopher has. <laughs> he the, can't stand that part. That's that's what. Dragged no, 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 no. That's what funny. he writes. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I know. And I will say also that I, I mentioned this when I wrote about it, too. It's sort of one of those things that like critics and music snobs, you know, they really, they kind of turn their noses up at this one. They think it's sort of dumb. Put on the record in a room full of rock snobs. They know every goddamn word. Of course. (laughs) Of course. I I think it's a great song. Yeah. And Uh, it's like what you said, Alec, I think it's the reason that we, again, we have this topic all the time. Alan and I, and you are all into comedy and we've had all these comedians on. And that's the reason I think we, love billy joel he's funny yeah big shots funny sometimes unintentionally mostly unintentionally but he is funny also don't ask me why at 80 might be we might have to take that up at the hague (laughs) that that should be that should be higher yeah i agree agree. yeah i I think that was one of the ones where we were shocked that it was so you know i i as the emperor of the list i i (laughs) i uh i i admit to no um errors or failings but you know, <laughs> looking at that now, I might have I might have put that a little higher than I did. Yeah, oh, that's I, interesting. I, I can't say you're wrong there. Just thinking about it now, I think my objection at the time, I think, was the the uh, sort of like tropical vacation aspect of it. I think yeah. my reaction is, what the? Who cares? You know. <laughs> um, that's a good that's point. The funny thing about Christopher is he he completely can back up everything and then you and then you're even sitting there going like oh yeah that part does kind of suck i know (laughs) no believe me i i understand that i'm i'm in over my head when i'm talking about but it is i i will admit i'm thinking about it now and the problem i'm having i could be persuaded if i were re-editing this list for the 2021 edition yeah let's let's consider your worst nightmare (laughs) yeah let's get let's get a Let's get a six in front of that. He compiled this uh, for like three months. You know, he's listening nonstop. Billy Joel putting it together. It was quite something. That's why it's funny when we keep asking him to again. (laughs) (laughs) I like how when we started this, I I did it out of out of, you know, fundamental appreciation for this stuff. So it was not it was not torture. Um, My wife, on the other hand. (laughs) <laughs> uh, whose desk Again with the, the Billy Joel. <laughs> whose desk is in the same room. You know. Oh no, Alon, what were you going to say? I was going to say when we started this whole thing and we interviewed you, Chris, back in the A's. You know, three months spent on Billy Joel sounded so big, and now Dave and I are like seven or eight months into this project, and we're like, when will it end? You know, <laughs> only I, three I, months? That's nothing. And you're up to K. My God, I know. Um, <laughs> you know, I um, have a question uh, of what we were just talking about i don't want to be alone 
which, you know, again, I totally have heard that song and I love that song. And you have it at the proper rate at nine because it's really good. But I'm having trouble with it because that opening music, I can't put it on my list because I can't listen to that anymore dun, 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 until it gets to the meat. I, I really don't like it. So there's always, I think, elements of the songs that you're not going to like, even though you do like it as a whole. And I guess that affects certainly the rankings for me. Yeah, I have to. There are there are certain there's a there's a tick of his, which is the sound effect at the top of a song or an album, especially uh, glass houses full of uh, especially on glass houses is the broken glass sound. There is the uh, TV sign off. Uh, sleeping with uh, the television on. thing on sleeping with the television on uh, sometimes there's, there's the fans. phone dialing. The, right. right. Fans. Uh, there's the choppers in um, good night Saigon. Uh, good night Saigon. There's a whole bunch like this, and it's a shtick. And, you know, it really feels, it kind of gums up the live performance because they have to cue it up. And I feel like it's it's not his it, it's not his best idea. Let's put it that way. Yeah, and, it, and it, I think it also makes for not the longevity of the song. Yeah, it dates things. Even though when you get into the meat, we still love it. But right, sure. there is something. Phones don't sound like that anymore. TVs don't sign off like that anymore. Uh-huh. Which is which is amazing that young people are still going to his concert, right? Because you'd be like, you know, let me start off with, uh, well, wait, you guys don't remember that TV used to sign off? What? <laughs> you don't know what Bo Brummel is? <laughs> 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 so why don't we um go over just yeah, like we were just yeah. going to take each letter and see what our favorite song is. We have the listing. Sure. I'll just start us off. I was looking at the A's and it's funny because Ain't No Crime was kind of a rediscovery for me and I really liked it. But I think it's always going to be for me, Allentown. I think just like Alex said, I think I'm, that's always going to be the one. It's it's fantastic. And then yep. Christopher has it at 51. Ooh. Yeah, Allentown is a problem for me. I, I can't say it's a bad song. It's not. But it has never been a favorite of mine. And I, I think I ended up writing this when I did the whole thing, saying we may, we may all have to agree to disagree on this one because I just, it just. Um, you apologized in this one. Yeah, and it's no. just it's where it falls in my ear. It's I mean, it always bothered me rhythmically. They threw an American flag in our face. The, 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 the lyrics are flawed. The images are good, but I don't know. I don't know. It's just it's always felt like a, you know, not his not his. So Alec, ear. why do we like it so much? Well, I like it because uh, as as you referred to earlier, Christopher, a lot of these are like where you came into Billy Joel. And so for me, like my first Billy Joel major awareness was Glass Houses because you just couldn't escape that. Like there were so many big hits on it. Um, But I was only like, you know, maybe seven when that came out. But so his 80s stuff was where I was really pushing my chips all in. Mm -hmm. And Allentown, you know, when you're 10 and somebody's giving you like a depressing, like sort of mission song about a, uh, you know, the the coal mining towns, and it, it 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 hits different. I wouldn't. I I I think if I heard it when I was forty, I would be like, all right, shut up. This is just preaching. <laughs> but at ten, it's great. But you're right. It, the the exact lyric you pointed out, they threw an American flag, and like that's. I do Allentown at karaoke a lot, and every time. that is such a tough little line <laughs> to, to get through yeah you know but but there's vivid stuff in there too you know well, Chris, what, what is your what is your favorite song. a song Christopher? Mine? yeah 
Let me just look at the list. He's got it. He's got it. <laughs> it's just, it's there. Um, right oh, well, then you have an innocent man under A. Yeah. You know, I think that's lovely. lovely. That's a great song. Great right. song. What about you, Alon? I've decided for, for this exercise to not go with the hits because I, I, I think in every letter I would pick probably the biggest hit that you see there. So I'm, I'm not going to do Allentown or Angry Young Man. I'm going to say uh, All for Lena for the A's. Oh, that's a good one, too. <laughs> that's why with B, I also went with the big shot. I mean, out of all the Bs, I I mean, I, I obviously I rediscovered Blonde Over Blue. It is on the hidden gems, but big shot will always be the one that I would choose every time. Dave, you and I are in lockstep from A to B. Yeah. <laughs> from so far yep. chris your thoughts i i'm putting down my chip on baby brand you just made a little throwing up in my mouth <laughs> <laughs> i know um, you like that one what about you 23rd Alon? best song alon what do you think uh so i'm gonna go with blonde over blue i think that's a real uh classic actually from a you know his last album and uh you know i'm surprised you had it at 96 Christopher. It's nothing for me. It's just. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't care for that one. What about uh, Ilana? Bye bye. Where's my lady? Is not your favorite. Just kidding. (laughs) I love the bye bye. Did you guys ever hear any of these um, unreleased ones that we had in the list? I I hadn't. Yeah. They ain't great. There's nothing you got to hear. Really. <laughs> yeah. Where did you get them from? Like bootlegs, or are they on YouTube and places like yeah. that? Yeah, they're on YouTube. Also, I looked up uh, some of the. Yeah, mostly on YouTube and mm-hmm. and bootlegs, old old school yeah. bootlegs for the C's. Even though I have so many problems with it, and Chris, you, I mean, you hate this one. I love it, but Sete Trois is my. Oh, you gotta be kidding! Favorite, <laughs> except for the well, if he if he did if he took out the French and re-recorded it, it would be my favorite song, maybe of all time. Well, then it's a then it's a pretty little ballad. I don't know. It might be a trifle. It might be something. You have it at one oh nine. Singing it and then singing it again in French. Oh, oh. it's it's uh, tough. It's no. tough. But the uh, you now he tried to do Michelle, and I don't. Yeah. And right, I, I always thought Michelle was a bad idea too. <laughs> <laughs> Alec, what do you think? What's your favorite C? I, well, I got to go with Christopher on this one. I think Captain Jack is the, the clear winner of the seas for me. I think that's a that's a great song. I mean, that's that's the song that, again, how my era was introduced to Billy Joel's older songs was by buying the double CD of Billy Joel's greatest hits, volume one and two. And when you when you come to Captain Jack, it's such a stunning kind of departure it feels like from a lot of the other giant hits and the and the the lyrics and the, the sort of story of it are, is dark and depressing in a way that i really enjoyed yeah chris what oh we know what yours it right it's uh jack but what alan what do you think you know honestly I, careless talk is one of my favorite songs what? from an innocent man uh, it might be the best song on the album to me so i'm just gonna go careless talk why not wait is this a joke are you just making fun i now, told or? you i like that song i know you hate it it's like your least favorite song from an innocent man yeah, but uh, the best part was that Careless Talk and Christy Lee are back to back on the album and on Christopher's list. They're back to back in in the seventies. Like, yeah, he uh, got lazy there. Yeah, it is. that's what it seems like. <laughs> we find one next to the other. It's like he got lazy. <laughs> I, I was many things while compiling this story, but I cannot say lazy was one of them. <laughs> yeah, Three months we, of nothing. We much. know that, uh, but I guess we'll all pick. Don't ask me why for the D's yeah. and let. But of course, Alan and I. We have a plan that when we go to see Billy Joe, we're going to hold up the sign saying December song, play December song. <laughs> That's our big plan for the ease. I had just, I, again, I apologize to all of you. Uh, 
I just discovered every everybody loves you now. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I don't know where I was. I don't know what planet I've been living on. It's amazing. But if I'm picking out of the ease, I'm going to pick that demo of Elvis Presley Boulevard. I like it better at uh, the end of the world. But and I don't know whether it counts. <laughs> <laughs> you, it's your show. You can say whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what do you think, uh, Alec? Oh, I'm I'm for sure. Everybody loves you now out of those ease. Absolutely. You know, that's what that's Christopher's. Yeah, I picked that one with ease. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> really? really? Oh, well, I, I also would pick Everybody Loves You Now. I think that song is amazing. Um, I think you ranked it properly. I think top 30 is where it belongs. Well, actually, Christopher, do you know the live San Francisco version of Everybody Has a Dream that he played yeah. at the they just released this album like last week? I didn't I didn't know about this at all. I will that, say that thinking about that in a live arena setting. It could have that sort of waving a lighter, anthemic quality. Well, he changes it. There's a different version of it in the Mm -hmm. San Francisco thing, which I like better. But I I agree with you that it could be with the lighter and everything could end Mm -hmm. like it does end the Stranger album in a way. It could be fun to see. You know what I'm describing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, you got to hear that we only we have it at the end of our podcast of everybody has a dream. We we play it because it's it was really hard to find up until like what yesterday right along they just when they released those new nine albums yeah there was no official release of it until this vinyl collection where he put out the whole concert but yeah <laughs> basically it came out before the album and his original version of it was kind of a much more straightforward kind of song versus the gospeliness yeah it's more um, like that Pippin. the album version has it's, it's more like the broadway show pippin <laughs> kind of like the show pippin okay well so. it sounds like a very like a broadway song which is why i like it so much He's Steve got magic Schwartz to do. meets Billy Joel. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> I have a lot of it. Well, a lot of those songs, like they're like uh, what was the one? Falling of the Rain always sounded like uh, a show tune. No, yeah, I, we're going to the F's, but if we are going to the F's, I'm picking famous last words every time. I love it. I agree. I, I enjoy that song, certainly out of this the F's. Yeah. Alan, you like that? I mean, we're all in agreement. Yeah, I mean, for and for his final, final song, like you're saying, every album he tries to end with a song that if it was the end of his career, this would sum it up. And that song totally sums it up. Yeah, I didn't even know that when we did it. I didn't know that was a truly summation like he was planning. This is it. I'm done. I've said everything I have to say. I was fascinated by it. But I just heard this falling of the rain for the first time. It's really good, too. (laughs) I told you I got problems. And if we get to the G's, that's a tough one, because uh, I guess I get I get it right. The first time is what I put on um, the hidden gem list as kind of I, I do like that song a lot. And I think about it a lot. So I guess that's the one. Although the uh, Great Ships and Great Oceans unreleased is is very good. That was a good one, right, Alon? Yeah, it was a really cool song. Uh, another one of these early demos that he did from Piano Man, Cold Spring Harbor era. But Got to Begin Again is also a great song. That was actually tough for me. I like that one a lot. Another early song. It's just a really good piano ballad. But I think I would pick Get It Right the first time also. Well, Chris, you picked uh, Good Night Saigon. Do you I- like it or did you feel like it? Was, you had to make that higher? It's never been a favorite Billy Joel song of mine, but yeah, I, I, I sort of respect and admire it. He's writing about guys he knew, right? He's writing about an era he, he, when he was young. He's writing about like a big American tragedy and trying to do it justice. It's ambitious for him. Like I said, I admire it. 
it doesn't quite speak to me in the way some of his other work does, but uh, it's, you know, it's, it's good work. And I also know that it has like this huge resonance with guys of his generation. Too. Yeah. Yeah. And Alan and I were talking to Gary Goldman down at, this is how we found out Gary was a fan. We didn't know we we're talking about the seller. He goes, my, my favorite song is good night saga. And I've never heard anybody say their favorite song was good night saga. And that was surprising. Yeah. So Alec, which is your favorite G song? If you had to choose. <clears throat> I mean, I was going to say, get it right the first time, but I, I hearing christopher talk about it i i think he's right i think good night saigon and let's not uh short shrift that sing-along chorus towards the end which oh my is god very yes powerful. we should all go down uh, together with your, yeah, yeah that, that's that's, that, that's kind of a nice touch i hate the helicopter in it hate it but it's a you know it's got a nice that nice little piano uh in it and and that that chorus is is really great so i'll, I'll go good night saigon played our doors tapes is a nice one Yes. Yep. Yeah. Speaking about Goodnight Saigon, it always surprises me that that chorus, which is so iconic, only comes up twice. It's such a long song, and it's you wait so long for it to come. Yep. It is a classic, and and people seem to really resonate with it when it's played live, and like how important <laughs> it is around yeah. whatever, especially yeah. around Veterans Day or something. For the ages, I'm all in on Half a Mile Away. That is my new favorite song. I think I love it, and I love that there is. Uh, just a, a little geo reference i don't know it's my new favorite uh, person i'm going to name my kid geo uh when i have one <laughs> you drive a geo <laughs> unless uh there's somebody here that prefers honesty instead oh me oh yeah yeah i love honesty i love i love that song i i love the way he sings it i love the way that he doesn't take a breath when he says, you know, you're the one that I depend upon and he goes right into honesty, which I, I just, I enjoy that. It's really, it's fun to sing along with in the car when, when no one else is there. Yeah. I think, I think that's a very good song and, and it, and I think it spoke to, uh, you know, sort of, uh, the malaise and distrust of the seventies. Hmm, that's good. He, he, he hates that song now. I think he just says, I shouldn't have written that song. It's all bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for waiting till after my full <laughs> opinion. And anyone that. who likes it is an asshole. Yeah, God damn it. Sorry, I was remembering it when you were you reminded me of it. You know, we forget from show to show. And then I was like thinking about that. You know, we do a lot of research and I can picture him saying that's such a bullshit song. I don't know what I was thinking. Who's honest? I'm not honest. Why am I talking to somebody should be honest with the eyes? Alan and I were I think we're all in agreement and I think a lot of our listeners are in agreement we don't like I go to extremes uh, which was a huge hit and we don't understand it but I would I still like I don't want to be alone but I've now discovered if I only had the words which I really really like uh yeah so I that's a rediscovery for me that I really really like and but I I'll always like I don't want to be alone I just hate the opening yeah and then Chris has it at nine, so I guess he likes it. I uh, it's still rock and roll to me. I mean, I got to go with the with the hit there. I mean, I I think that's that's just a fun song. And and again, like Christopher was saying earlier, it's it's a song that everybody just seems to know all the words to and instantly kind of joins in with. And and I like you know the <clears throat> knowing a little bit of the story behind you know, why he wrote it and what he was kind of trying to say to the music in industry at that point. I think that's, I think it's a cool song. I do cool too. Song. And that's the, the backstory is for me sort of what slightly bumped it down rather than up. Otherwise oh. it might have been top 10. Well, here's the thing. There's a, there's a recurring 
thing in some of Billy Joel's work, which is this sort of annoyed petulance, right? It comes up over and over and over. This idea that he's not getting critical respect, this, that he's not getting his due somehow. And it's not his finest quality. Um, <laughs> I understand it. We all think like that sometimes. Yeah, I'm sure. But th- there is this thing that keeps coming up over and over where he seems annoyed rather than a happy warrior. And it creeps into this. It's like, why are those dudes at CBGB getting all the respect uh, for playing straight up rock and roll? I do that too. Um, yeah. You know, irritation is not maybe the, the greatest driver of art. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tell that to Taylor Swift. Um, <laughs> well, but she's, she's, um, it's a different kind. It's not irritation. It's revenge. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Much more, much more interesting. If you're yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I think um, we already talked about the J. Uh, what's your favorite K song? Is it Keeping the Faith? But seriously, <laughs> um, you guys, thank you so much for coming on. We don't want to take uh, any more of your time. We know you're both really busy. Alan and I have nothing to do, but um, <laughs> we know you guys actually have jobs. These are men with jobs, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I can't thank you enough for coming on again and talking some more Billy Joel and and that, Christopher, you let us uh, argue with you, which is the super fun of, you know, rankings and that kind of stuff. And you're you're a good man for letting us be like, I, how could I, you I, possibly, you know, <laughs> as I think I said last time, I am I am both flattered and disturbed by all the attention. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Again, we apologize. <laughs> Yeah, we're sorry that our listeners are harassing you every day. <laughs> hey, um, hey Chris, Christopher, since you're on that email with everyone to, for the invite to this, w- would you mind sending me a link to your article? I'd love to read of it. Of course, I would All do right. that. Um, right. As we finish taping. Yeah, awesome. and he, write, he also, uh, Christopher, still continues to write uh, really terrific articles for New York Magazine uh, on a weekly basis, I guess, about what's out and about in the city, whether it be good or bad certainly post-COVID reaction to the city. So your articles are quite intriguing and informative. And thank you for doing all that kind of hard-nosed reporting in a way. Relative to this, possibly true. Though possibly less less intensive. And uh, (laughs) Alex Sulkin has his uh, really good uh, podcast that has become, you know, you were, I was like waiting for it to come out for forever. And now that it has come out, it's apparently very popular all of a sudden. I mean, it came, it really quickly it became popular. A typical disgusting display. I hear people talking about it all the time. Thank you. It's very fun. I'm enjoying it. You know, what can I say? Everybody's got a podcast now, but uh, I, right. I, I love doing it. Yeah, right. And we like doing this one. And the other thing is Alec has Family Guy every Sunday night at 930. And I cannot tell you how happy it makes me on a Sunday after I've just lost money or the Jets lose to be able to watch Family Guy. It lifts me up so I can go to sleep thinking how funny everybody is on that uh-huh. show. And thank you for bringing it to us. Well, that when there was one set of footprints, that's where Family Guy was carrying you. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much, you guys, Alon. Thank you for uh, this. Uh, this uh, we're doing a good job, I think, with this show. Yes. <laughs> yes you know, all right. We'll see. Uh, we'll maybe see you when you get to Zanzibar. Yes. No, you uh, definitely will. If you, you know, if you're awesome. still up for it, and then we'll have our rankings, and then everybody can argue with me and Alon, right? Yeah, they'll see Maybe. how crazy we are. Totally great. Uh, okay. Thank you so much, guys. This is Billy Joel A to Z. Mm-hmm.